origin story is good. All right, so so continue, my so, friend. So, like, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I just realized that everybody around me was kind of tired of hearing about how I'm like more of a centrist, right? Obviously, like you and me get along very well. I would say maybe more right. I don't know, but yeah, um, definitely. I'm like like all the ideas that I see in the news. I'm able to just think about it instead of just like jump to a conclusion. Um, like th there are so many things out there that I feel like we should all be on board. And I think we are a lot closer than, than usual. And like I said, I, everyone in my home has just gotten so sick and tired of me just <laughs> being like, yeah, rambling so and ranting. ranting and rambling. And, and then, you know, sometimes you'll get on um, Facebook and you'll see something and I, I'll start typing and then I, no, don't do it. Don't do it because it's just gonna uh, be too long form. And a lot of people nowadays, you know, unfortunately, my father included, are very staunch, either left or right, and it doesn't matter uh, what you say. So I felt like this is so important because um, I do have a voice. I don't know how big it's gonna get, but I, I just felt like sure. interviewing people from different perspectives and different means, and 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 uh, it doesn't just have to be about politics. I just felt like just something just an outlet for me. And you know, what's so funny is I've gotten uh, a lot of response back from people who are like, dude, we, I'd be down to be on your show. Like people I didn't even know, you know, felt a certain type of way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, this is six cents podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And, um, we're just going to kind of go from there. We're not sure where this is going, but we'll just start, uh, today I've got my First episode uh, going going live here uh, after we're done recording. Um, I've got a guest today. Obviously, you can see him, uh, the one, the only Scott Somerville. <laughs> uh, we've known each other for a long time. We worked at Microsoft together, and uh, I have seen some of his uh, Facebook posts and rants, and they always crack me up. And we've always kind of stayed in contact. And um, when I need help. Uh, formulating a thought in response to a certain person. I think you know who that probably is, but uh, I always uh, <laughs> contact uh, Scott. So Scott, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm Scott. I'm a vagabond, professional vagabond, uh, caregiver, entrepreneur, multi-business owner, kind of gone all over the place. You know, I've, I've Darren and I worked retail together. Um, I've been in the trenches there, like economically speaking, I've been, you know, super poor. I've, I've worked for the department of Homeland security as a chief of staff and a cybersecurity firm. So I've been poor. I've been whatever you want to call it. Uh, now I'm electing to, to be a pirate living on a sailboat as I've seen what the world is becoming. And, and I'd like to, uh, to live my own path and, and not jump into it. And with with what Darren said about being a, a centrist and whatnot, I, I, I agree that we're both centrists. It's not that and I may lean a little right sometimes, but I think that things have just gotten so crazy that being a centrist is now like a radical position. And um, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's what I got to say about the intro there. It, it, it's getting crazy out there and we, we all agree on more than we disagree. And, and I, I like the message here. We we are all in this ship together, you know. We're all piloting it and working together and, and fighting each other ain't gonna do anything. You got people that are trying to control you and and just they don't care about you and they pretend to. I digress, but but man, it's so Dude, I, frustrating. I couldn't agree more. I yeah. mean like people have such strong opinions. I was just talking to a friend yesterday 
about uh, uh, Fetterman. And it's like, dude, he was the craziest liberal. And then he says stuff and people are like, you know, he's right wing. It's like, no, he, he's a 2000 <laughs> liberal. Sure. Like when they, or even they earlier than that. Yeah. It's like, you he know, just the, wants the to purity fight corruption. Test, the purity test nonsense really gets to me too. You know, I, I, I tend to lean kind of libertarian and, and it's like, if you have any deviation from, from like staunch market economics or contractionarianism or whatever, like, oh, you're not a true libertarian or whatnot. It's like, who cares? Okay, you can do cool. whatever I'm you not want. a true libertarian. Who gives a shit, you know? Right. Uh, are we I using mean, uh, potty language or no on this one? You know what? I, you go ahead and use whatever you want because I can just edit it out if it's it Sure, you can bleep it out. Logo, so I don't care. All right. But yeah, it's, a, it's bullshit. It, it's, it's so infuriating, the, the purity test nonsense. Like, just do, do what you think is right. You don't have to, like, adhere to a political philosophy and try to, like, win points with your friends on whether, how liberal or conservative or whatever you are. It, it, it's anyway. Anyway, you, you could have said that. I, 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 think that, I think that that's uh, that resonates with like a lot of people and a lot of people that I uh, that I spoke to uh, that uh, wanted to kind of hop on this, whatever this is, um, I can I think agree as well. So, you know, you can have left wing politics and right wing politics and still be a libertarian. It's just you should just do what's right instead of like whatever they whoever they are uh, they say. <laughs> You know what sure. I mean? Like, I just sometimes even I find like my, my dad's very right wing and uh, my uncle is very left wing. And uh, I was talking um, to my mom the other day and I mentioned that I had seen my uncle's like Facebook feed, you know, one time, maybe about six months ago. And it's like, how could he possibly have any other viewpoints when the only thing he sees is this like, super far left algorithm that's like programmed for him to just display you know and then on the other side my dad is the same way but on the right so like how in the world are, are they supposed to just like kind of come together right because you've got the, like the, the boomer generation that watches mainstream media that's kind of like what they do so they turn on um channel nine know, news so my dad channel watches nine all news that or you know, Rachel Maddow or oh you know, some God. of the Fox stuff. And it's like, dude. Sure. You know, and this whole thing, I know this is kind of haywire, but, you know, with Putin and uh, Tucker Carlson talking, I, that's that's wild. Why is that a problem? I just never understood. Exactly. That. And and the thing yeah. is, is you've got people like Jimmy Kimmel who are, or maybe it was Jimmy Kimmel. Maybe I missed, you know, whatever. One of the late night talk shows like, talking about, well, that's the craziest, traitorous thing that could happen. It's like, why? Right. Be you know? And if you watch the interview, it's pretty clear that, first off, I don't think Putin ages, um, but he's been around for like nine presidents. So he, he yeah. knows how, how we work. It's just, and then you hear, um, I can't remember who it was um, on MSNBC saying like, that's not real journalism. Okay, well then what is? Yeah, what you? is journalism? Are, is it, is it MSNBC? Yeah. Right. It's like all subjective. <laughs> it's subjective sure. to whatever idea you want it to be. Like there's, and the thing is, journalism is supposed to be trust through verification. Mm -hmm. And so when they're asked about, you know, we'll get into this in a minute, but like COVID, right? They're, um, I can't, honestly, I cannot remember where that video, I'll have to find that video, but he, um, it was a, 
maybe it was Patrick Bet David, but he was like, can you apologize? Can like in the same scenario, knowing what we know right now, would you do the same thing? And these people can't even be like, no, I, you know what? We, we did mess up. I, I am so sorry. What we should have done is not put sick people into nursing homes and, and all this stuff. And it's so like, or like Rachel Maddow saying, oh yeah, get if you the get vaccine, the vaccine, you're going to stop the spread. What a moron. And then this crazy. idiot goes on TV and is like, oh, misinformation is the basis of terrorism or some shit. It's like you literally told people that you would save grandma by getting the vax. And, and there was no testing done on this claim. Nothing. There, nothing. And no one nothing. asked. That's the craziest part is no one asked any questions. I had a manager at, I, <clears throat> excuse me. So I work uh, at UPS. And then uh, one day a week, I work at the, down the street. I work at a front desk uh, for the discount. I would bleep that out, by it, the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And um, for the discount, of course. But anyway, because <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is that my uh, manager was is a very staunch uh, Democrat. And we, we are getting into that um, area uh, with COVID politics where businesses were saying, if you don't get the shot, then you have to wear the mask. You know, things were kind of ramping up like you know you, they're going to start mandating the the vaccine if you don't get if you get the vaccine you don't have to wear a mask like those kind of things and i still like i held out because whatever and you know we were talking uh one day while i was sitting there and yeah, um, i'm like why are you so confident you know with this and he's like why why are you not and i'm like well I, i'm not going to blindly trust anything the government says to me right, right? there there's no inf there i have no information to go by isn't that what and, like liberals used to say by the way isn't oh, sure. that isn't that a Democrat perspective? I don't know that's what's like going on. It's like a super Democrat perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's and even now, a journalistic now the Democrats perspective. Are... That's a sure. journalistic perspective. That's not even just like a Democrat thing. That's a, hey, listen, the government's telling us stuff. Okay, trust through verification. Like I said, they don't verify anything. They're just like, oh, that's what it is. You know, or, or when they're asked about, can, can you say that uh, these laptop stories, w was that a fake? And these journalists say, well, that's the information we were given. I was like, okay, well, then you're not a real journalist because you didn't check. You just, whatever they tell you, you just put out and that's truth until it's. So anyway, you know, back to the COVID thing. He said, well, if you can, if you had the ability to possibly save one person by getting the vaccine, wouldn't we all want to do that? And I'm like, yes, uh, well, of course, like, of course, but we don't know if that's the truth. It's a logical fallacy. Right. It's like yeah. then you come to find out that for every one person saved, a thousand people died. Right, exactly. You know, or, or especially the, economic consequences and oh, depression and the, the biggest lack transfer of, cancer of wealth in human history and, too. Right. That's you like uh, that Will Ferrell character on the SNL. Where he's like, "If the moon was made out of spare ribs, <laughs> would you eat them? Would you eat it?" Yeah, it's like that's that's I literally mean, the argument they're making. Yeah. And it's, and it's then he's hilarious. Like, it's a, with yeah. the mask thing and all that stuff. You know, it's fine. Also, with wearing the mask. Fauci admitted, by the way, that I don't know if you saw that, but this was like a couple of weeks ago. Fauci was uh, testifying before a committee in Congress, and he said there was also no basis for that argument. There was they. It just kind of his quote. I'm not going to directly quote him. You know, don't don't whatever. But it was something along the lines of like there were there was no material basis for that claim. It just kind of manifested into being. Right. It. it you can Google that right now. If you're listening to this, Google that right now. There was nothing to, to uh, substantiate the mask claim. There was nothing to substantiate the six-foot rule claim. It was complete bullshit, and people were fighting each other. 
arresting people, removing you your remember? right to you habeas corpus. Oh, dude, demonized, absolutely demonized. You know, like people out in public, you're not wearing a mask, not wearing a mask outside. Right. I see people at the bus stop wearing a mask and I'm like, what's in now? And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, Or in their own car by themselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like these people has lo have lost their mind and I think they've just been programmed so much by, um, you know, just like the political landscape and their ability to control 100% control the narrative to the point where people are just I mean, hating their neighbors for for personal decisions that they make, which is crazy. And then when they get it wrong, they don't have the common decency to be like, listen, we, we messed this whole thing up. And th you this know? is the nature of trust. I keep seeing things from media outlets uh, that are reporting on like institutional trust and whatnot and, and how the nature of like conspiracy theories are on the rise or the trust in conspiracy theories are on the rise. People tend to think that trust means knowing secrets about someone else or knowing secrets that other people don't know and holding in that secret information. But the nature of trust is being able to admit that you're wrong. Like if I were to go, hey, Darren, the sky's green and I'm, a, I'm an expert on this subject. So I, I know that the sky is green and you got there and you see it's blue and you're like, hey, it looks blue to me. And I'm like, nope, it's green. Are you going to trust me when I say like your house is on fire or something? No, you're going to be like not. Scott's no. a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. And this is what this is what people have done for the last 4 years with this giant part of our lives with inflation, with COVID, with I I'm not going to get into a certain topic, but whether or not a current <laughs> a certain event was a riot or not, you know? Yeah. Like right. It's it's like you can't just Polarizing. gaslight us into thinking it, thinking things are true. And if you try to, I'm going to think you're crazy and not trust you on anything else. The nature of journalism is bringing a narrative that's based in factual information that you use facts to convince someone of that narrative. And we've completely gone into this realm where, oh, I said it, so it's true. That's my truth. That's my opinion. Great. It's an opinion, right? That right. it, there is no basis of truth in, in discourse anymore. It is simply rhetorical. It's simply to win arguments. It's There's a thing called Hegelian dialectics. If you're listening to this, Google Hegelian dialectics. Hegel was a philosopher, and basically the, the basis of his philosophy was, so I have a desk in front of me. Hegel would say you should view this desk not as a desk, but as the labor that made the desk, the trees that were cut down, the soil and all. And then eventually it's going to be ash and it'll be atoms and whatever. One day it'll be something else. Who knows? But Hegelian dialectics removes the argument from reality and then says, go, said goes, all right, well, within my weird like Harry Potter rules, Let's debate whether or not magic is real, but within the context of Harry Potter, not like in the context of our actual reality. And that is what's happening everywhere. This is this is straight up. I, I, this is straight up communist ideology. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And that's not me going. That's not me like Fox News and oh, everyone's a communist. This is legitimately Hegelian dialectics. Also, check out a podcast called James Lindsay, or, or it's called New, New Discourses with James Lindsay. He goes into this a lot. You're going to think I'm a fascist now or whatever. But, but seriously, <laughs> this is the goal well, is to well, what's remove. What's the other option, Scott? 
not to interrupt you, but what, what's the other option, right? It's like either you're you're with them or you're just a fascist. Sure. And, and that is so, it proves my point right there. What is a fascist? What does it even mean? Okay, call like, me a fascist. Who cares? Sure. <laughs> like, you, yeah, do you understand? Or uh, like I just – any opinion that is against – well, just whatever that narrative is, and it doesn't the have to be left, thing. could be right. The current thing, you are a fascist, yeah. and this is now going to be com- – like it's either fascism or communism. You know, It's like – Back in the day, it was the little yellow ribbons yeah. on your car. <laughs> Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, Where's your really? yellow ribbon, you goddamn communist? You know, yeah. like <laughs> – We're going to find the weapons of mass destruction, aren't we? Jesus uh, Christ. But anyway – Those yeah, same so ba- people so- are now telling you to listen to – it's so wild. They or like – They were like oh. – Anyway, yes, I digress. Lindsay's like just flatten Gaza. Like, dude, no. <laughs> like, what did Tucker – that was such a great tweet from Tucker Carlson and a picture of him and – Oh, I saved that. I should send it to you, but it's like a picture and he just says fucking psychopaths and it's a picture yes. of both of them. And it's like, holy cow, Tucker Carlson is, he's more popular than he's ever been. But I mean, it's just interesting to see a guy who was so, it was so Fox centric and now it's he like, even oh, talks he... about this too. Yeah. I he know. talks about it re- regularly. He's like, I, I was kind of a moron, you know, as yeah. a mouthpiece. Well, don't they always say that? Like Bill O'Reilly got off. And was <clears> like, uh, my bad. You know, yeah, but, uh, but anyway, see, that so, yeah. is exactly why Tucker is popular and why he's trusted because he can say that, right? Right. He is able to go, yeah, that was wrong. I was, I was dumb. I'm sorry. And that's there's all the these tr- people. And have there's the trust. Exactly. Right. And that's yes, why exactly. people trust what he says because he's like able to just, just like you said, be like, you know what? I messed up. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Right. And like that's what Vivek. Uh, I liked about Vivek. He had a lot of. Uh, uh, takes that I was not a super big fan of, but um, there was a lot that I, I did like of him. And, and part of that, he talked about the media. He's like, you know what? We just need to restart. You guys need to come out and apologize and say like, you know, cause the way that he treated the media was fair. Yeah. You know, he was like, I'm not going to do this white nationalist supremacist thing. Of course I'm against <laughs> all this stuff, but I'm just not going to say it. And you're going to report that I didn't tomorrow. And that lady right. did. Right. Um, but it, he was just like, you know, you Hegelian guys need to dialectics. Be, that's exactly right. You need to go back. You need to restart. I'm sorry we messed all this up. What we're going to do from this point forward is, is we're going to report the truth and apologize, and we can't just so you know that we're honest. And that one goes thing for that both I've, sides. One thing that I've been doing, especially like with people that will actually still talk to me, because I lost a lot of friends and a sure. lot of acquaintance sure. during, the, during the pandemic because I was sure. just like, this is not what we're being told. You You're know, not the like, only I'm one. I'm sorry, though. but yeah, I lost a lot of friends during the pandemic. Right. Um, but something I've been doing recently is, is instead of like talking about the, the vocabulary word, I, I talk about what is actually happening. So like when someone calls me a fascist or whatever, you know, I'll be like, well, what is fascism? What does that mean to you? How am I a fascist? What, what do you mean? Can you define what fascism means? And they're like, oh, well, that's a fascist talking point. That's how fascism, I'm like, Okay, so what is fascism so that I can defend or agree with that maybe I am a fascist? Yeah, right. Maybe I am, you know, if if I am, okay, I'm proudly one, I guess. But (laughs) what are you talking about? What do you mean so that I can agree or disagree with that? And the same thing goes with like, exactly. The same thing goes with like white supremacy or whatever. Uh, What does white supremacy mean to you? To bring up that Vivek comment, he was like, 
does that mean like showing up to work on time? That was literally his response was, yeah, do you mean right. like showing up to work on time is white supremacy? Because then I guess, yeah, I'm a white supremacist, you know? And, right. and we, we live in the soundbite society where what I just said, you've got like 10 soundbites where you can edit it and go, look at this Scott guy saying, yeah, I'm a fascist. Yep, you do. Like, again, that one right there. If I say I'm a fascist, you can now like take that that but, little clip and look, Scott's a fascist. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. But what does that even mean? Like, OK, cool. So the way that you I think that we disarm these morons, for lack of a better way to put it, is by asking them what they actually mean and then arguing with that, either agreeing right. or disagreeing with what they actually mean. And, because and that's, this break that's what stops. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's just break down the Hegelian dialectics. It breaks down their ability to wordsmith things into existence. The unfortunate right. reality is that you've got a lot of people that don't. I mean, we're like 5% of the population having this conversation, right? Most people, sure. they wait until like a week before the election and they watch a bunch of stuff and they go, okay, I'm going to vote for that guy. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm informed. I'm super smart and everyone else is dumb. And, and yeah, I should. I should guns are bad, but voting for some warmongering idiot isn't, you know, Gun, not crazy. I would say voting kills more people than guns. You know what I'm saying? Well, ruins more relationships for sure. You know, and that's the wild part to me is people can't have just different views and just get along. I, you know, I honestly, I saw a, um, a post from a good friend who's uh, going to be a guest uh, next week um, and uh, got me really intrigued. And it was this post about um, uh, how, you know, Trump is a trade, uh, traitor and an insurrectionist or whatever the <laughs> words you want to use and all this other stuff. Sure. And I didn't, I didn't respond to any of that, but I just said, well, you know, what's our other option? Our other option is um, Biden, who like, unfortunately, it's very sad. It is sad to me, but he does belong in a home. I mean, he, he is. Right. I mean, my dad is and Biden are very similar, you know? Yes. I mean, it's, he just doesn't, he's not there. And we all know we, you don't have to be a. I genuinely felt so, bad watching that press conference last dude, Friday. Dude, it's so difficult. It was you know? sad to watch. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's not like we as Americans don't want a strong president. Like, listen, Obama was amazing in front of the sure. camera. He, he was somebody you wanted to have a, like a beer with. You know what I mean? He was Absolutely. like a friend. Uh, and then he just like drone striked weddings for five years. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> yes. <yeah>, great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but you remember um, me is, out on the, the surface <laughs> yeah. remember but, the paintings uh, i was doing yeah, yes dude <laughs> yes. the paintings <laughs> at microsoft um the mushroom uh, which, cloud yeah. of <laughs> dude you got you almost got fired dude um yeah uh, yep. and you left them on all the tablets <laughs> you spent yep. like eight hours just like <laughs> and then people were like what are this this is the twin towers uh yes but yeah, so it's sad uh, to to see him. And the guy responded with, um, "We're not voting for Biden. We're voting against Trump." And I like almost morons. Uh, mm. No offense, dude, sorry. I don't I mean that. Almost um, just had an aneurysm because I'm like, what is what does that mean? And so I'm like, okay, that's the, my next post is okay. So what's the solution, mm -hmm. right? Because Trump, believe it or not, is for all intent, intent and purpose is, uh, is, a, is more of a centrist right. uh, than, a than what you got. He is than what you got coming down the line, right? What's your next, uh, person in the Republican party is, uh, uh, 
Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Haley. <laughs> yeah, Nikki Hillary or whatever. Hillary they call Clinton. Her. Yes, dude. I mean, she lost to no one. Right. And she's still in it. And she couldn't tell you where she thinks the troops should go in Ukraine. She has no clue why the Civil War started. She asked mm-hmm. the journalist. The journalist said, uh, I think you should probably answer that. You're running for the United States presidency. You know, right. and it's like, so you've got just farther right. You're going farther right. And it's like, so how do we, how do we well, fix I, that? And you're here's, right. Like here's people, the, go ahead. no, I interrupted you, bro. You go first. No, you're, you're good. You're good. I want to hear okay. it. Okay. So the, the, the interesting thing is that in the, in the primaries in 2019, I actually voted for Joe Biden because sure. I wanted Democrats to hang their hat on the guy. I wanted them you know, I didn't think he would win. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I I am surprised that Democrats voted for for all intents and purposes like a a mental vegetable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and and I say I don't say that to be rude. I guess I, I uh, I'm just saying I'm not making fun of the guy. But I voted for Biden in the primaries because I wanted Democrats to vote for him and it just show how freaking hypocritical and unintellectual they are because for all intents and purposes one he's not that different from trump or not not trump but he's not that different from the republicans on a lot of his policy basis i mean things that things basically you've got two reactionary parties and what i mean by that is they react to each other there's no proactive part all they do is just go well donald trump said this thing so it's bad and and that could be like Donald Trump could come out and be like, I think universal health care is good. And Democrats will be like, I think universal health care is bad. And it's and only Nazis like universal health care. Um, you know, Joe Biden could come out and say, I think we should close the border. And I think Republican now they wouldn't. But previously they would have been like, oh, this is like a overreach of federal power. And he's he's usurping the blah 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 even anyway you just have two parties that react to one another instead of proactively looking at solutions to problems and getting so, anything done right and and at this point there is no functional difference between Joe Biden and Republicans no but because, that's where Trump comes in because he is he's like this alternative to to this nonsense that again People who are low information Democrats, they they see what the news says and they go, wow, that must be true. But there are like, you know, 4chan trolls or like people on the Internet, people that troll like I do who love yeah. Trump because he represents a big middle finger to the establishment. Uh, he represents right. he, this is what Trump is. That's all it is. He's yeah, just like, right. and we're like, yes, that's great. Fuck those that's people. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't like I'll probably vote libertarian. Um, and lose like we usually do, but, um, (laughs) you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, he is like, it's very interesting to me. And it honestly kind of makes me smile. Like they've done everything that you can do. And, and, you know, they being, uh, the Democrats, like the really entrenched ones on the uniparty. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Uh, to get him off all the old tricks, right? They're like, let's get a mugshot of him. That'll end his political career. Not only did that not work, he now made more money by selling mugs with his, his mugshot on it, right? <laughs> like ev- everything they're doing. Okay, well, let's charge him with all these bogus, uh, all these bogus lawsuits, and he, he just wins. And the thing is, something crazy will happen 
I mean, I doubt they'll let him anywhere near the White House, but I just think it's it's wild that um, he's just the more they try to keep him away, the more popular he gets, and they just can't see that. He's a They're mud like, monster. Right, right. There's the more just mud can't... you throw on him, he's just like. Bruh. Well, it's also because you everybody who's been in Washington for the last seventy years, you know, like they have no idea what's going on outside of Washington. They're so entrenched, and we're not just talking about Democrats, Republicans too. Like Mitch McConnell had a not not even a no shit seizure. It's like in the middle of a press. That's what he did. He was just like. And it's like, where was that I? guy? That guy? Like, that's what's controlling our country. The guy, well, you know what I'm saying? That's like, ah, oh. it's like, dude, you don't know the price of bread, milk, gas, like, you know, whatever. You They're also have a large portion of people who um, are college educated. And you know me, people tend to say that I'm an intelligent person. You know what I'm saying? I like to disagree with them and say I'm no different than everyone else because I don't think I am. But I graduated school, high school with a 1.3 GPA and didn't go to college. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the, you have a bunch of people that went to college who are used to the prof- professorial um, classroom in which you, know, you can only speak in a certain way and in a certain turn and using certain words or thinking certain things is uncouth. And, oh, my God, clutch the pearls. How dare you say that market economics is oh, or you know, oh my God, you said Keynes is incorrect. Oh, it's it's like they're they're all coming from that point of view. So a dude like Trump, they just don't understand why people like him. And we, well, not we, but I, I do. I am a libertarian, but I love Trump. I won't lie, I love Trump. Um, <laughs> would would he be my first choice if if there was like a solid libertarian candidate? I'd be like, hell yeah, let's like yeah. the dude down in Argentina or whatever. He's great, Malay. Malay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's amazing, but we yeah. don't have that choice. We have libertarians no, not, yeah. who go out there and lose intentionally, but Trump no. is a hilarious, you know what I'm, I just love what, and they don't get why I like Trump. It has nothing to do with really a policy basis. I mean, I had a, a thriving business under him. I had an ama- I had passive income. I had six employees. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hired people, I provided income for them and they had, they had lives and whatnot. And so with that being said, like, sure, Trump was great, but I just love that Trump gets out there and he's like, yeah, you're dumb. You know, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, all that, all that college bullshit ain't going to work here because I don't care. Like, I don't care. You're dumb. Right. And, 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 and I think, I think you're not, obviously you're not the only one, but I like, for me, I, you know, I probably, I, I don't know who I'm voting for, honestly, but sure, just, yeah, you don't a, lot, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are on that boat where it's not that they love Trump. They love the fact that he's like taking on this incredibly rigged system. Yeah. Yeah. And, great. and, and beating it down, uh, and, and not in like <laughs> the usual eloquent way. It's just like, nope, China. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot, I have, I love, I love watching him just, I mean, listen, Shane Gillis. Yeah. Shane Gillis, like half his That's thing gayer is, than ISIS. I can't believe that. That was the funniest <laughs> thing, but uh, yeah. And he gets uh, his whole, one of his, you know, part of his entire uh, act is Trump. And he just loves it because <laughs> the way he, he doesn't love Trump's like that. He just loves Trump because he, 
he says that stuff. And it's like, that's right. not a, poli- a usual politician and, and people <laughs> like that, you know, like country folks like that. And, and that's just the way it doesn't mean they're racist or, or fascist. You can like, that's my point. They you may like be, you like. but yeah. the, <laughs> it's not inherent. No, it is not. Dude, it's, I grew yeah, up right. watching movies like Blazing Saddles and History of the World. Dude, you know what I'm Saddles saying? Blazing Saddles is so good, dude. I, you know, it's so right. funny that is on, uh, what is that on? I, I don't know if it's Netflix. But we came across it. Someone's going to have to go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's like, what is this? I'm like, this movie is something you will be watching when you get old enough. Like, right. This is something that would never, ever, ever, ever make it. Uh, my mom showed me that movie when I was like seven or eight or something. Yeah. So that yeah. that probably explains a lot of why <laughs> I am the way I am. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, I'm not like, I don't look at black people or whatever and go, I'd never hire them because the raw or yeah. like, look at a disabled person. And I'm like, yeah, I would, you're stupid. Cause you're disabled. Like <laughs> the, even the, even the terms like racism and all this stuff. Now we have to do like seven backflips and hire a shaman and some kind of like dude who throws chicken bones on the floor to determine what racism means. And it's like, yeah. Do you look at different races and think they're less than you? No? Yeah. Okay, you're not racist. Do you make jokes about stereotypes related to certain races? Yeah, maybe you make politically, maybe you're stereotypical, but like did Dave Chappelle rags on everyone? Does that mean he like thinks that people are less than him? I don't know. We'd have to actually talk to him about it, you know? Right. There, there's to this understand, thing that's happening. Instead of just making all these blind assumptions. Sure. And it's, you know, but that's another thing. Uh, So one of my, one of my favorite podcasts is part of the problem with Dave Smith. Oh yeah. um, Dave Smith and Robbie, the fire Bernstein, Bernstein, man. I like, I love them. I listen to them all. I wait for that show to come out. I'm like, come on. Honest. I am the same. So good. The same way. And you know, such a great show. It's so funny. He talks about that Rogan bump where you get a bump from going on Rogan. Rogan. I heard him on Joe Rogan. And then as soon as I heard him, like, Oh, maybe I'll look this podcast up. I'm, as close to a libertarian as, as you can get, um, I think, right? Because I, I was very politically malaligned, like didn't really know. I had thoughts from both sides or, or whatever, and I didn't sure. have a home. And uh, do I listen to like all 90 episodes in two days? Like I just had my AirPod in, driving my UPS truck, bleep that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, just listen to it. And it's like the more I listen, the more I agree. Because the thing is, is they don't ask, they're not reactionary. Right. They're not right. reactionary. They're, they're like, how did we get here? Why are we here? Instead of like, we're here, let's fight it. Like, you know, like against each other. It's like, okay, why is Israel and Gaza still happening? Why is the Ukraine thing? Why are we sending, why are we sending money to Ukraine? Why did we do this with COVID? Like, how did we get here? And that's the most interesting part to me is, is like not being reactionary, but then like learning about it. And then the, the tough part for most, the tough part for most people is once they get back to that truth, they're like, either they get, you know, whatever pill do you want to call it? Cause I can't do colors. Cause then it's blue or red, you know, but once they get pilled <laughs> and they're like, their eyes are open, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is all either just a lie or propaganda or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. But I just really appreciate, you know, the, the whole Truth seeking when it is not, it is not something that people do nowadays. 
journalists sure. do not trust to verify. Just like you said, it's like you have when you have these conversations, people are just like, "You're a fascist. You're a fascist." Like like you had said, stated previously, it's like you're not a fascist. He's just like trying to talk about it because dialogue helps, and especially if what he's saying is the actual truth. A lot of times, it's very hard to hear. And one like o- I said, one other thing ahead. is a hu- humor is a really good mechanism for right. talking about uncomfortable things and sure. talking about things that are um, uncouth. I keep using that word, but that's great. Sarcasm word. is a is a great mechanism within humor to to discuss these topics because it allows us to like poke fun at the at the hypocrisy or the the holes in an argument. And and something that I've noticed happening as well, particularly with people on the left, but obviously you got like right wing Karens and boomers and stuff, is that sarcasm is now perceived as like racist, for example. Sure. You can't, um, uh, you know, I, it, it's a complicated topic because, you know, you hear like silence is violence kind of stuff or uh, right. I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but but you use sarcasm to like troll or elicit a reaction out of someone to like upset them intentionally so that they then think about their their thought process and that has been labeled as as racist or a a thing that can't be used in in the public uh, polite society so when we remove this ability to be humorous what made me think about it is is how on my troll account i'm basically just being sarcastic you don't sure. know what my perspective actually is on there because I'll dog on whoever, whenever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Obviously, I have a right-leaning slant or a libertarian, sure. anti-authoritarian slant, but most of the time I'm just trolling. You know, I'm just right. trying to get you to clutch your pearls and get mad because that allows for the opening. You get the foot in the door, and you and you like. Here's an example. You brought up Ukraine, right? Remember when Trump wanted we we don't have a border problem we have this like em, this I know where, I know giant amount of giant amount of immigrants coming across the border and yeah. it's the abuse of the asylum system and that was exactly what Trump was talking about like 7 years ago right in his state of the yeah. union address he brought up basically that people were abusing the asylum laws and we needed to take care of it. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's so racist. And how can you? Oh, my God. And they're like, we can't spend five billion dollars on a border wall. They just approved five a 90, billion? Six billion, 96.3. I just had I honestly no joke because we were talking today. I no joke pulled it up. And it's it's really it's impossible to find the amount, the full amount. But it's a hundred where oh, you're talking about Ukraine? It's I think it's almost 200 billion at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's close to 200 billion, but they just 95.3 billion dollars to Ukraine today. They just well, 60, 60, sorry, 60 billion, <laughs> 60 billion to Ukraine. 95.3 passed the Senate last night. So like, you, but you're you're going with with like it was racist. It was awful. We don't have five billion to spend on a border wall, but we can give 200 billion to Ukraine. That's correct. And it, with and, that five billion, you could have built three border walls and given every homeless veteran a million dollars. Right. I mean, right. the World Economic Forum, or not? I don't know who it is. Maybe it's the World Economic Forum. Whoever measures homelessness or, or is able to, you know, measure. They said, remember that tweet that Elon Musk is like super famous for. He's like, listen, if you can prove through all your finances and release that, I will sell part of SpaceX. And and end world hunger. 
What a he racist. Said it was gonna, what they were going to take. Sorry. Two, he said, it, he said, if it's true <laughs> that it's going to take 2 billion, I will, I will end world hunger because they, they tweeted at him and said like, you know, if you just put this money towards this, you could end world hunger. And he's like, okay, release how you're going to do that with the 2 billion. And I will give you 2 billion. And they never could, but I'm just saying that's another option. Sure. I mean, and speaking yes. of Ukraine, not to get into too much of it, but like, where is that money? We're just losing. They just don't know where it is. They're, and they break it's it down. It's the biggest all... money laundering scheme in history, dude. Dude, they, because... and they break it down so strange because like I was looking like how much. Okay. So for example, PBS, uh, PBS said we've sent 75 billion. That's not true. We haven't sent 75 billion, but they're breaking it down as like 5 billion for this, 6 billion for this. But the total amount is like 134, but they're only snipping that, that little bit. It, what's happening in Ukraine is, in my opinion, I, like, don't get me wrong, um, blah, 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 there, there's bad people fighting each other or whatever. I mean, that's sure. that's so surface level in this conversation that, sure, it's a given that this mean Putin guy invaded and um, he's super bad and super duper mean and, and bad and mean and mean and bad, you know. OK, so we got that out of the way. Putin bad. OK, for all you <laughs> morons that are listening to this. Um, the other thing is like. You know, Zelensky bad. There's there's Nazis in Ukraine and literally Zelensky like suspended elections and made all of his political opposition illegal and whatnot. And that, that needs right. to be said as well, because he also originally crap. ran on ran on peace. That yeah, was his I, thing. just he like was Joe just... Biden ran on unity. That's that's <laughs> exactly right. But what's going on in Ukraine is it's a public works project because all of that money goes right back into American companies to build bombs and shit to to send over there. So. The reason why the Democrats are so we got to do this is because it it fluffs up the numbers for their job numbers, their GDP numbers, all that stuff. It's a way to make the economy look better than it is. And you've right. got obviously you and I are normal people and we're struggling because and like everyone else is, whether or not they want to admit it or not. Um, you've got people that can like barely afford rent and groceries and 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 whatever and freaking credit card debt in this country is like 1.1 trillion dollars right now uh and the the public debt is 34 trillion dollars so ukraine is part of an effort to funnel money back into the american system back into companies that fund these people to get elected and also it fluffs up their numbers so every time they send a dollar to ukraine we get 90 percent of it back via these these funnels that essentially redirect it. And you've got large amounts of it being laundered and bribing people. And Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries on, on the planet. We know that and a lot of people don't like to hear that, but that is the truth. Literally. I mean, and the irony is like all of the impeachment crap and like the first impeachment against Donald Trump, right? He was impeached because Joe Biden was on camera saying that he quid pro quo the prosecutor into not investigating his son and then when that didn't happen he had the president fire the guy and trump's like hey Zelensky." it was Zelensky too at the time he's like hey do you have any information on this video this literal video of joe biden talking about getting someone fired for investigating his son that we now know there's all this corruption and millions of dollars going like what is going on as soon as he did that is when everything went to shit too yeah. The the machine yeah. was like, holy crap, this dude's about to crowbar out what's actually going on right now. 
And because Joe Biden is is a moron and is losing his freaking mind and he's talking publicly about about corruption and doing it. And they're all involved. All of them are involved. You know, it's not just Joe Biden. That's another thing, too, is none of them will ever see any uh, type of uh, repercussion for anything that they do. None of these none of these people will. Right. You know, left or right. And if it quacks like a duck. It doesn't really matter for them because it could be a cheetah, really. Sure. Uh, you know, and- but but that's that's what started all of this was 2019 when Donald Trump started looking into Joe Biden's comment about Burisma and getting oh, yeah, Burisma. the prosecutor fired because there's so much money going through Ukraine that's funneling back to all of these people. And, and man, well, we really got to go back to before that. We got to go back to the COVID COVID. I mean, like kind of loop that around, you know, because during COVID, during those policies that unfortunately Trump uh, is kind of responsible for inputting an absolutely, absolutely. strange dude like Anthony Fauci in front of oh my the God. American people. Um, which yeah, the reasons I, I, I don't like Donald never Trump. Never forgive Trump, Donald Trump for that. Honestly, I don't think sure. I ever because I just my kid didn't go to school. We had to. I mean, if we didn't have a um, uh, Danielle, edit that out too. It didn't have her mother here. <laughs> my job was essential, so at least I had work. But a lot sure. of other people didn't, and so here, there goes the. Well, I can't use that pen because it's got a label on it. Here goes the economic. <laughs> you know, the downturn. It starts with having people work from home, you know, people losing their jobs, people not being able to pay rent. You know, that's, that's really where all of this craziness started. Right. And they're, they have to somehow puff up their, like, and you know, if you want to go back to what you were saying, they have to puff up their numbers because everything looks so awful now because just over the last three years, it has gotten substantially worse. And unfortunately, I mean, this is just, again, my opinion but it started, it really did. It started with COVID. And the oh, yeah, absolutely. Before. And so here we and are we'll, with Ukraine, you know. You know, and I'll put the conspiracy, I won't even go down the conspiracy theory route. Oh, but dude, um, why the, not? The timing it, of when all of that occurred. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to get you, um, I don't want to get your first episode of this show. <laughs> well, I can uh, listen to you want, I can edit it out, dude. I'm just saying, we, maybe another time. Later okay. on, you can have okay. me on again, and we'll talk about COVID conspiracy theories okay. and why it happened and all that okay. stuff. All COVID right. was real, and um, dude, and, John Stewart, and you need to go like, get your vaccines. I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but John Stewart's little rant when he was like, he was on Colbert, and Colbert was like getting all uncomfortable because remember he was like ranting. Uh, he said, yes. uh, yeah. "Isn't that strange?" I wonder where this virus came from. Definitely the wet market, not the Wuhan coronavirus lab that's right next door. Across that's the street. Across the street that's conveniently got the same name. It you came know, from like, a bat. It came from a bat, dude. Yes. If anyone asking, it came from a bat. Don't Google uh, uh, Wuhan leak lab theory. Don't Google that. It's bad. No, don't, it's bad, bad. Don't Google gain of function research don't do funded that by either. Anthony don't do Fauci. That don't do that. Don't do that. Um, and then Robert Malone. You know, don't Google those. that either. Don't Google that either. But wait, there is an episode where those two gentlemen are on there and they're like, something's wrong here. And they're like the actual experts. Yeah. And, and like they're getting banned from Twitter and banned from YouTube and banned everywhere they went. And it's like. So. So I, I, I personally, the, yeah, before, okay, so on March 13th, we'll go, uh, maybe not exactly on the 13th, but okay. around March 13th, sure. I had 
a functioning business. I had all of my bills paid for, right? I had a pass I had passive income. And and yeah, some people listening to me like, oh, this greedy capitalist fuck. Like, go to work and get a job, you fucking but you know, I had a I had a functioning business that paid for my life. You know, I live modestly. My rent was super low, thank God. Um, but I had a functioning business with employees. On March 14th, some idiot went on TV and was like, We need to shut down society for two weeks to flatten the curve. That's right. On March 28th, I was like, Okay, so it's been two weeks. I've now exhausted my savings basically or i exhausted my cash on hand paying people uh and now i'm gonna start using my savings like five months later i start getting assistance from the from the state government because i I, and for those wondering i had a dog training business and a pet care business my employees would go to people's houses and walk their dogs and i i was doing that as well and i would train dogs and stuff and and um you know, go to their homes and train their dogs. Well, what were we not allowed to do during the pandemic? And a majority of my clients were federal employees and teachers who would go to work during the day. I lived in the uh, DC area at the time. So all of my, all of my customers were now home. They didn't need their dogs walk. They didn't need the, they weren't going on vacations. So they needed pet care and, and dog sitting. And I went from having a thriving business and having a decent income and being able to live normally to being like broke, you know, yeah. like, right. And, and for no, not because my business sucked, not because no one wanted to hire me, but because the government arbitrarily said you're not essential. And, and beyond that, all my employees were home because they shut down the damn government. And what am I supposed to do? I also didn't get PPP loans because I am a principled libertarian and they told me it was going to be two weeks. So I didn't, I didn't immediately go, Oh, let me, let me just take this money from the government because I'm like, oh, it's only two weeks. You know, I set up my business to, we're good. I got cash on hand. We're good. It's going to suck, but we're good. And then by the time I could apply for PPP loans, freaking Amazon and all these huge corporations had taken all the money. And, and right. that wasn't a problem. No one cared. They were like, no one, oh, why no don't you get PPP anything. loans, you moron? You know, like, what? oh, yeah, why, why don't you just get your yeah. P? And uh, dude, it was, and then, and then you started seeing stuff like, you know, you're talking about rent. The the problem that occurred was that the solution to the problem they created made the problem worse. It's like it's like I, I can't think of an analogy now, but you you like you you drink poison and the you're like, oh my god, I just drank some poison. And and to like cure the poison, you like cut your arm open to bleed out the poison or something and bleed to death. You know what I'm saying? It's That's it's ridiculous. And wild. you had okay. So and I took some notes because I, I knew that inflation would come up. And yes. hold yes. up. Let me let me pull up the inflation love- notes because there's so many freaking things that just they just did wrong, you know? The first one was the housing moratorium. Like it is awful that people were losing their homes or losing the they weren't able to rent and whatnot, but you caused that, you know? So what do they do? They say you don't have to pay your rent for for two years, right? And what do you think people did with that surplus of money? They that bought they goods and a- services that they couldn't before. Right. They bought, you know, they bought DoorDash right. every day or yep. they bought TVs and shit. They, and- they couldn't afford because they were paying. I mean, you're talking, Scott, you're talking like two grand. Two grand yeah. saved a month. We'll just think about that. 
So if you had an extra two grand a month, what would you do with it? Honestly. Well, and what would most people do with it, right? You, right. Personally, right. I would save it. Well, or that's I what would, I'm saying. But I'm, what I'm saying yeah. is if you just go from what you're going through right now to then all of a sudden every month you get a two grand check and you're like, oh, oh, this could really help me. I do need a new TV or I've been thinking about podcasting or I've been, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Oh, I can put money towards that now. So here's the analogy that I'll use with people who don't seem to get it. And I know we're, we're kind of running up on time. So, um, I I get, I understand that, but the analogy that I'll use is imagine you have a house, you reverse, or so you buy a house for like, let's say 200 grand. you now have a, a bank note that says you owe them like 313 grand with interest. You reverse mortgage that home. You get a $200,000 loan and you spend that $200,000 on like putting snack packs or something, just consumable goods. Now you have a home that's worth 200 grand. You owe the bank $515,000 and you have nothing to show for that, that extra 200 grand because you ate all the pudding. That is what the government did during COVID. And, and they're like, how did inflation occur? I don't, I don't get it. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, they yeah, that's idiots. The thing. They know, and of course, it's not really going to affect somebody who, uh, like uh, any of these uh, uh, politicians, they already make. Too if much you money. own, so they, they if you money. owned assets, if you owned the pudding cups before this process occurred, you are now exorbitantly rich, right? And and that's what yeah. happened is they they propped up the people that already owned assets, they already owned these consumable goods, they like right. Amazon exploded. Um, DoorDash and all these all these yeah. consumable good businesses went through the freaking roof, and money just went from poor people to wealthy people. Right? That's right. I right. I love capitalism, but I don't love this that. is not. I don't. This is not capitalism. Yeah, that's freaking. That is fascism. That's literally what fascism yes. is. Exactly. You know, minus all of the social aspects of it, of machoism and all that crap. That is right. economic fascism. So, so basically the other thing that occurred was that they, they put a pause on student loans and, and on the, on the basis of this on, on face value, I see why they're like, oh, well, people can't pay their loans. They can't pay their rent. Let's pause it and let's give them money. Right. Again, with the student loans, what did they do with it? They spent it on stuff. They didn't use it to pay off their debt. But that's what I'm saying. So, and this is also a symptom of an economy that, you know, uh, pay has not kept up with uh, any of the ever-changing prices and the market. So you talk about going from make like I will give you a great example at this place that I work at. <laughs> uh, they make we'll say we'll just say fourteen dollars an hour. Okay, so that's four hundred dollars a week, right? Yeah. So maybe your whole paycheck uh, bi-weekly is like we'll just say eight twelve, right? That's what what it would be. Okay. Childcare for two kids is 300 bucks per kid per week. That's 600 bucks. I mean, there, yeah. there's your whole paycheck right there. And so when you get people who for a long time have worked these jobs that should have, you know, kept going like this with pay and have not get an extra 2000, an extra, even an extra 500. Like, of course you're going to spend it on other things that you you start thinking like, oh, I've, I've always wanted an iPad. I've always wanted this. It's like, okay, well, I can get that now. And and with these unemployment checks during COVID, servers, which God bless all those people. I mean, really. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's wild to me. I, I had a, I was having a chit chat with a friend of mine. Um, we're not, we, we can go as long as you want, but, uh, uh, a friend of mine yesterday about, um, he, he said something I've always said. It's like, if, you know, once you get out of high school, you can either do one of two things. One, you join the military for two years. You don't have to, if, if you don't want to do that, you have to go into some type of customer service job just so right. you can see what it's like on the other side. But these waiters and waitresses that rely I mean, they get $2 an hour and, and tips. Now they're getting paychecks that are like four, five, six, seven times what they are making at a restaurant. And then, oh, hey, come back to work. Why would I come right. back to work? I'm making seven times that amount sitting at home. And I don't have to right. pay my rent. And I don't have to pay my college tuition. What do you think right. happened? And, they started and, buying and TVs. They, they didn't think about <laughs> that's going to end one day. And, and for me, this is like you're saying, right? This is symptomatic of something else. This is simply just a, this is the fact that people don't, every dollar in, in circulation in the United States of America is a debt note because of the way that central banks work. It's uh, not a measure of capital. It is a measure right. of how much debt you owe the federal reserve. That's right. That's so absolutely right. in America, the, the game is to be basically own the debt of other people and people don't understand how to play even win the game in the United States, which is to create enough surplus to fund your life. You need more assets than liabilities. And this is probably going over the heads of some people, but You're if fine. you, so like we were talking earlier that I want to live on a sailboat, right? Yes. When I one I, and I'm going to, I literally, it's not that I want to, it's that I'm so close to living <laughs> on a sailboat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and basically the boat is bigger than most people's living quarters, right? Most people rent a room or something and they have a bathroom and, and a kitchen they share or whatever. You know, I've got all of that on a thing that floats and two points. One, I can go somewhere and drop the anchor and live there for free, right? I don't pay rent if I'm living out in the water. Got a little dinghy. I, I find some, maybe I pay someone like 50 bucks a month to be able to dock at their dock to get groceries and stuff where I go to the public beach or whatever. But that's one that's one thing to keep in mind here. The other one is if I pay to dock it somewhere, I'm looking at between $300 and $800 a month. Um, hold on one second. You're fine. Dad's texting me. Um, You're fine. I, I'm paying between three and 800 bucks a month to dock the, the, the boat there and kind of lived there, live there, right? So if I'm able to... One creative passive income stream via a business or any any way really. There's a million ways. By the way, I got a podcast called Stop Waiting. Um, Stop waiting. The perfect time will never come. Uh, I'm, that will be starting up here real soon, and that show is going to be very much in line with what we talked about today, but more of like helping you escape the matrix, right? right. Like, how do I get out of this crap? You know, it's um, so funny not to not to interrupt you, but that's exactly uh, why I started thinking. You know, I of course I shot a DM to Dave Smith like he'd ever get back to me, but I was just like, you know, where do man. I start? Yeah, where do I start? I like I gotta figure yes. this out. I gotta. You have to be able to be proactive and do something. But there's just this government, this machine, this everything has gotten so big. Like, what does an average American do? So I think right. that's a great idea for. So stop, stop waiting. We'll be launching. There's a couple okay. episodes out already, but I'm going to re I'm relaunching it. So yeah, I don't think you'll be able to see any of them right now. 
Okay. Um, but but my point is, if I can make something like let's let's say dog walking, right? Sure. And I've probably got three to four minutes left. But let's say dog walking, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, if if I can send someone to someone's house and they make twenty bucks to walk this dog for twenty minutes, right, or thirty minutes, and I charge the client twenty five dollars as my business, right? Um, if, if they work eight hours a day, I'm making 80 out $80 a day, right. Off of that employee. And if I can multiply that by, let's say I have five employees, I'm making $400 a day doing nothing. Essentially. Now I find the clients, I process their paychecks. I pay the insurance. Um, I pay for all that other crap. I pay for the leashes and the different shit, right? Whatever's left over at the end of the month, if that's more than $800, my rent's now paid. If right. if that's $800 plus my insurance, plus my phone bill, plus my health insurance, let's say let's say at the end of the month I've got 2 grand. That that may not seem it takes a lot of work to get to that, but that's the game. That's how you win this system, right? You have to get more money at the end of the month than you spend. <laughs> it's so simple. You can do that a bunch of ways. But what we're taught to do is spend on credit cards in, to infinity. Oh, I'll be able to pay it later. I'll probably be able to pay that off later. Here we go. You know, you yeah. don't think about it in monthly increments. You think about like you make 40 grand a year or something. Not saying you do, but if you make 40 grand yeah. a year, that's like three grand a month. That's. $150 a working day. That's, you know, you're not thinking about these things in, in the right down. increments. Right. So the game is to escape that, that outlook and, and instead is, yeah, save the money and use that to build assets that then return money to you while you do nothing. That is right. the game. While you do nothing. Right. Communist sure. people will go, oh but my God, you're is, exploiting dude, labor. Yeah, but here's the thing too: is it's really like, especially to say, it's possible, and it's it is semi-realistic. But I'm, what I'm saying is that at our age, uh, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. My and buddy and I have been everyone's my buddy and I have been trenches. selling. My buddy have been and I have been selling AI generated images on Etsy for money. It is entirely True. automated. Use Midjourney to make the images. Put them right. on Etsy and sell them as wallpapers for your, for computers for like three or four bucks. You don't got to do anything. You just right. you use a it like it is difficult. It actually, it's hard, but it's not complicated. Which sure. is how everything is going to work. Fast is slow, yeah. and slow is fast. Don't overcomplicate the process. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. Like I'm not, I'm not going, Oh, right. you, you just get up there and bootstrap. You know, and what that? What's I'm that not guy? saying that. What's that guy who's like Gary V uh, not Gary, well, Gary V's lawyers, but, um, he's a financial kind of a financial advisor. And he's always like, his takes are so wild. He's like, so how much do um, you spend on this? And how much? You, well, that's too much. It's like, what do you mean? That's too much. Dave like, Ramsey. What, yes. It's like, Dave dude, he's the guy who's like, Pull them up he's by your boomer. bootstraps. Like what? <laughs> he's a boomer. Well, you know what? My parents uh, just came out of that absolute hole when uh, they were just like, what do you mean you can't buy a car with cash? And it's like, Mom, a car is $50,000. Right. That's My dad used Uber the other day. Store. My dad used Uber to go like five minutes down the road. And he was like, it was $12. I'm like, welcome to Joe Biden's America, dad. 
Yeah. Welcome. And the thing you is, you can't buy can't... a house. You can't buy a house with a part-time job and five kids anymore, dude. Doesn't and, work you know, that way. And the, the Fed, of course, is going to raise or start raising rates like minimally. I don't know how many times, but again, I just it's unfortunate. It all started, you know, with this being a COVID episode, kind of. It started there, and it just progressively got worse. And every president is just going to inherit this. We have you know, to start paying our debt. There's no think about your personal finances. Yeah. If you're listening to this, think about your own personal finances. Yeah. You're in the debt. You're ten grand, twenty grand in the debt. Are you going to take out more credit cards to pay off your debt? Unfortunately, you may have to. But think about what solves the problem. It's increasing yeah. your means and paying your debt off. There is yeah. no other solution. Yeah, my dude, I have to. Uh, I got to bring my dad to a doctor's Listen, appointment, brother. No, you're but, good. Uh, I appreciate your time. 